98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Susan Lavender. The headlines. Hong Kong holds its breath as Siobhan Hohi wins silver again and sets a new Asian record. The SAR's badminton mixed doubles team misses out on bronze in a nail-biting encounter and the High Court will pass sentence at three o'clock this afternoon on the person convicted of breaching the national security law for the first time. Hong Kongers held their collective breath this morning as swimming ace Siobhan Hohi won silver in the women's 100-metre freestyle, her second in the Tokyo Olympics, and set a new Asian record. Todd Harding has more. Hohi won silver with a time of 52.27 seconds, a new Asian record. Hohi also won a silver medal in the 200 metres free on Wednesday. Emma McKeon of Australia won gold and Kate Campbell, also of Australia, took bronze. Earlier, Tatiana Schoenmaker of South Africa won the gold medal in the women's 200 metres breaststroke in a world record time of 2 minutes 18.95 seconds. Her time better Dane Rika Moller-Pedersen's mark of 2 minutes 19.11 at the 2013 World Championships. Americans Lily King and Annie Laser won the silver and bronze respectively. And Russian Evgeny Ryloff won the gold medal in the men's 200 metres backstroke. Ryan Murphy of the United States won the silver and Luke Greenbank of Britain took the bronze. Hohi is also set to race in the heats of the 50 metres freestyle this evening. Chief Executive Carrie Lam congratulated Hohi, saying she'd written a new page for Hong Kong swimmers through her breakthroughs. Home Affairs Minister Casper Choi said she would inspire other athletes and he also thanked her coaches and support teams. Former swimmer Sherry Tsai, a three-time Olympian herself, called Hohi inspirational. I think it was like a mission impossible, like because it's very hard for Asian swimmers to be on top of the world in swimming. Chiffon proves that Hong Kong swimmers can be on the stage of the Olympics, and I I think no one has ever thought that Hong Kong swimmers can be winning Olympic medals in swimming events. Around 100 people gathered at a shopping mall in Taikok Choi this morning where the race was broadcast live. Mr Yip also held up a poster that said support the athletes. He said he'd expected Hohi to win a medal. I feel very excited. It's really uh, very, very amazing events for, for Hong Kong. We are really proud of her. She has already uh, did very well in 200 metres, so we expected that she would do well in the 100 metres also. Eight-year-old Alison arrived at the mall several minutes before Hohi's race started. I am here today with my dad to watch the Olympics. Why? Do you love swimming? Yes, I like swimming, but then because my dad and mom also wanted to watch swimming. My dad and mom said she is very good at swimming. Meanwhile, this sports fan, Eugene, headed to the APM Mall in Kuntong to watch the race. He said he always knew that Hong Kong athletes were capable of greatness. I'm proud of this result. It's something that can bring joy to the city and it's something that we need in this moment after COVID and everything. And I hope it can also help the, movement, the sport movement in Hong Kong and to reach new targets, new good results. 
Meanwhile, the SAR's badminton mixed doubles team of Tang Chung Man and Seiya Ying Suit had fans on the edge of their seats as they faced Japanese pair Yuta Watanabe and Arisa Higashino for bronze this morning. Japan took the first match 21 to 17 and clinched bronze after winning the second match 23 to 21. Hong Kong's badminton pair Tse Ying Suit and Tang Chung Man wore shirts of what appeared to be correct designs of the SAR emblem for their mixed doubles bronze medal match. The Hong Kong Badminton Association admitted yesterday that Shuttler's on-court clothing had included an outdated design of the SAR emblem. The public learned of the wrong design after the city's top badminton player, Angus Ng, crashed out of the Tokyo Olympics on Wednesday, days after pro-Beijing figures criticised him for wearing a black T-shirt with no emblem. The pair had fans on the edge of their seats as they faced Japanese pair Yuta Watanabe and Arisa Hagishino for bronze this morning. Japan took the first match 21-17 and clinched bronze after winning the second match 23-21. The High Court will hand down sentence on Tong Yin Kit, the first person found guilty of breaching the national security law at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The 24-year-old has been convicted of terrorism and inciting secession for crashing his motorbike into police while displaying a protest flag reading Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times on 1st July last year. Members of the public and journalists have been queuing at the court building since this morning, hoping to get a seat for the upcoming hearing. The maximum punishment for Tong's offences is life imprisonment. President Biden told millions of American government workers and contractors to be vaccinated against coronavirus or face compulsory testing and other restrictions. The federal government is the largest employer in the United States. The announcement follows a renewed rise in COVID infections fueled by the Delta variant. Mr. Biden also urged payment of 100 US dollars to people who received a jab. I know the pain people who get vaccinated might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. But here's the deal. If incentives help us beat this virus, I believe we should use them. We all benefit if we can get more people vaccinated. Health officials on the mainland have reported 64 new coronavirus cases, up from 49 cases on Wednesday. The National Health Commission said 21 of the new infections were local cases, compared with 24 the previous day. There were no new deaths. It said most of the local cases were reported in Jiangsu province. Jiangsu's capital, Nanjing, is currently facing an outbreak of the Delta variant that surfaced earlier this month. The official Xinhua News Agency has reported that the source of the outbreak was inadequately protected airport staff who were cleaning planes after international flights. Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has confirmed that his country will become the first to make a third dose of coronavirus vaccines widely available. He said people over 60 who were already double vaccinated would be eligible for a third jab. Experts have warned it's not clear whether such a move would reduce infections. But Mr Bennett said it had been carefully reviewed. The decision was based on considerable research and analysis, as well as the rise in risk of the Delta variant wave. Israel has already vaccinated 2,000 immunosuppressed people with a third dose with no severe adverse events. And now we're rolling out a national third dose campaign. Hundreds of troops are to be deployed in the Australian city of Sydney to help police ensure that residents observe stay-at-home restrictions as COVID infections continue to rise. 300 military personnel will patrol the streets with police from Monday. The New South Wales police minister said the move was needed because a a minority of people thought the rules didn't apply to them. 
A former Roman Catholic cardinal in the US has been charged with sexually assaulting a teenage boy in the 1970s. It's the first criminal case against Theodore McCarrick, who's 91. He's previously said he has no recollection of carrying out child abuse. The BBC's Nada Torfik has this report. Theodore McCarrick's accuser says the former cardinal was a family friend who molested him on several occasions. In one incident in 1974, the cleric allegedly groped the teenager's genitals as the two of them attended the wedding of the boy's brother at a prestigious college outside Boston. Several other men have filed lawsuits against the defrocked cardinal in other parts of the country, but in those states, the conduct dated too far back to be prosecuted. Last November, the Vatican acknowledged that the church had dismissed reports of sexual misconduct by Theodore McCarrick, even as he rose through the ranks of the clergy, serving as the Archbishop of Washington, D.C. The star of the Marvel superhero film Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, is suing Walt Disney Company over its simultaneous release of the movie in cinemas and on its streaming services. Disney said there was no merit to the lawsuit. From Los Angeles, the BBC's David Willis has more. Scarlett Johansson claims that since her contract was tied to Black Widow's performance at the box office, Disney's decision to release it on its Disney Plus streaming service had cost her millions of dollars. A Disney spokesman said the company had fully complied with the actor's contract, but the lawsuit could prove something of a bellwether for the entertainment industry. Media companies are increasingly giving priority to their streaming services in a move that could have financial implications for many actors and producers. Some of the world's top climate experts say the rapid warming of the Arctic is a major factor in the smashing of global records for heat and rainfall. The report from the Climate Crisis Advisory Group connects recent weather disasters across the world to the polar region where temperatures are rising faster than anywhere else in the world. But it says these events exceed what one would expect if it were only the impact of warming by 1.2 degrees, the amount the Earth has already warmed by since pre-industrial times. The report says greenhouse gas levels are already too high for a manageable future for for humanity. Sir David King is the founder of the Climate Crisis Group. This is a global emergency requiring all governments to club together and act accordingly. We are pushing for three R's. Reduce emissions as deeply and rapidly as possible. Emissions of greenhouse gases... The fossil fuel era is over. Let's move on to cleaner uh, energy production, for example. But secondly, we've put too much greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. We all need to collaborate to find means of removing greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. And in particular, we need to remove at scale. A letter to Father Christmas that was written 60 years ago has been reunited with its owner. The slightly singed note was found up a chimney in England. With the word urgent written in capital letters, it asks Santa for a cowboy suit and guns and a hat and everything. The then five-year-old behind the note, Master Robert Crampton, says he has fond memories of that Christmas in 1961. I very much remember getting a six-shooter cap gun and a sheriff's badge. So looking back on that, um, it was a very happy time and very happy Christmas. I'm very grateful to be reminded of it. The most important thing about it is that the very kind person who was cleaning the chimney didn't just put it in the bin because it's provoked all kinds of joy and conversations about Christmas's past. 
And Bob Crampton grew up to be not a sheriff, but a detective superintendent policeman, now retired. A short time ago, the Hanseng Index was at 257 points down from the previous close. Turnover stands at $97 billion. Currencies. The US dollar is trading at 109.51 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. And now with the sports, here's Todd Harding. We start, of course, in Tokyo, where, as we heard earlier, Hong Kong swimming sensation Siobhan Hohe has made history again by becoming the SAR's first multiple Olympics medal winner after she snatched silver in the scintillating 100 metres freestyle final. More details from Vicky Wong. Swimming in lane five after posting the second fastest time in the semis, Hohe was pressured from the start by Australia's Emma McKeon, who'd set an Olympic record in her semi-final. McKeon reached the turn first with Hohe just two hundredths of a second behind. Behind. The final 50 metres of the race was a nail-biter, with Hockey and Australian Kate Campbell desperately trying to catch McKeon. But the Australian was too quick, coming in first in a time of 51.96 seconds, the second fastest time in history. Hockey hit the wall just behind her, setting yet another new Asian record of 52.27 seconds. Campbell won the bronze. Badminton aces Tang Chun-man and Tae Ying-sut will leave the Tokyo Olympics without a medal, but with countless new fans after a hard-fought loss to Japan's Yuta Watanabe and Arisa Higashino. Sean Kennedy has more. The fifth-ranked Japanese pair came out strong in the first game, racing into an early lead they would never relinquish, taking the first frame 21-17. Tang and Chea found their rhythm in the second game, though, taking the early initiative, but the Japanese proved too much, clawing their way back and grinding out a nail-biting finish by 23 points to 21. Speaking after the match, both Tang and Chea said they thought they'd performed well, but at times just weren't determined enough. An emotional chair said she was nervous at key points in the match and missed some chances to attack. She also thanked her 26-year-old partner, saying without him they would not have achieved such good results. So, halfway through day seven of the Games, China lead the medals table with 16 golds, host nation Japan have 15 and the USA are in third place with 14. The Russian Olympic Committee and Australia are fourth and fifth with nine golds each. Away from the Olympics, the Detroit Pistons have selected Oklahoma State guard Cade Cunningham with the number one overall choice of the NBA draft in New York. The Pistons had been projected to pick Cunningham since winning the lottery last month. Cunningham averaged 20.1 points, 6.2 rebounds and 3.5 assists and was Big 12 Player of the Year during his lone college season with the Cowboys. He led the team in scoring, assists, steals and three-point baskets. Omarion Coffees from the Detroit Free Press. I think everybody knows about Cade Cunningham. He was a big star at Oklahoma State last season. Close to being a, a perfect modern prospect. He's you know he's 6'8", uh, can really pass, can really shoot, uh, he can rebound, defend. Uh, there's not too much to not like about him. And he's a guy that projects pretty well as a star in the NBA. And that's our look at sports. And the weather, cloudy with occasional showers and squally thunderstorms. And it will be the same in the next couple of days and next week. Currently, it's 29 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 79%. And that's the news from RTHK. Come across 
lost a little bit this time is just because I am Things just seem to feel a little bit different, you understand? Believe it or not, but life is not apparently about me anyways But I have met the one who really is worthy, so let me say So long, self, well, it's been fun, but I have found somebody else So long, self, there's just no room but to So you are gonna have to move So long, self, don't take this one But you are wrong for me Farewell, well, goodbye, don't cry Oh, so long, self Stop right there because I know what you're thinking But no, we can't be friends And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the 30th of July is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan and a big congratulations to Siobhan Hawhey. Amazing feat, second medal of the Tokyo Olympics, second silver medal. She's amazing. Just, ah, and she has another uh, heat tonight.
tonight and also another race, I think, tomorrow morning. So I think all eyes will be on her. And so we're starting today's show uh, with a bit of sports, uh, if you like. Uh, in this week's Olympic Spotlight, Sissy Radford shines a light on Hong Kong karate athlete Grace Lau. Grace currently holds a world ranking of number four and has been tipped by many to uh, as one to watch uh, this summer. And Sissy uh, sp- also spoke with Grace's coach, uh, William Thomas. William is from the UK and is a former karate athlete himself. 